Okay, so the first thing I have to do, thank you. Totally forgot. Totally didn't. I didn't. I remembered not to do it and then forgot to do it. So now yours is open. Okay, fine. Yeah. Well, we got it. So thank you. Um, I, but there's something much more pressing on my mind. Press it. I have to issue a official Julie Starbird apology to Allie of the Slack and also the entire nation of Canada, our friendly neighbors to the north. What'd you do to Canada? What'd you do? I talked about the Sutherlands. I talked about Kiefer Sutherland being like, somebody said that Donald Sutherland felt like maybe he could be. English or like from Europe. And I was yeah. like, but Kiefer is a hundred percent American. And we talked about it. Turns out yeah. the Sutherlands are Canadian. You see, that's where that Britishness comes from. And I am so sorry, Canada, please. And fun fact, their father or like, uh, sorry, Donald's father or grandfather started socialized medicine in Canada. <gasps> the Sutherlands are apparently awesome. So they're the shit Fuck and they're hey. from Canada. So I apologize. To all Canadians, you guys are cool. You got the Sutherlands. You're cool. Hey. Okay. Now I'm going to go right back in and insult Canada real quick because now I'm thinking like, well, then it's impossible for there to be such a thing as an anti-vaxxer in Canada because if if a Sutherland offered me medicine, Mm -hmm. a free medicine, I will trust anything, anything a Sutherland has set up for me to have. I got a little, I I can't trust Kiefer 100%. Kiefer is a little bit shady. I, I just think of the Lost Boys. Yeah, he's a little shady. He's and a, he was the asshole older brother in Stand by Me. I'm just, but I, regardless. Well, here's Canada. let's here's how we can make it up to Canada. Maybe maybe okay. we should take Justin Bieber. Absolutely not. That <laughs> that trade is that's no, a bad trade. No, no, no. Mm-mm. That doesn't make any business sense. It's the only it's the only Canada reference I could do that made it sound like we were helping them out. <laughs> Welcome to Sick Burn Jane, a pod later podcast. I'm Julie. I'm Amelia. And that's Janine. Hey. Oh my God, you guys, guess what day it is. Kira Fest wrap up. Kira, Ah. this is this is the end of volume one PP. It is. It is. Wow. Mm -hmm. Unless a full PP wrap up gets planned, which I'm not I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I mean, yeah. Like we, Darcy off brackets. There, it's there's true. probably I mean, something for the whole PP as yeah, opposed that's right. to this That's PP. right. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're close to the end of very this PP. Very close. It's a very long PP. Well, I think that there are more adaptations of Pride and Prejudice than maybe any other Austin novel. So we're yeah. still going to have to keep coming back to PP because they're going to keep remaking it. And we're just going to have to keep <laughs> for I mean, the rest of our lives PP. When PP breaks what? are a part of life. Yes, they are a part PP. of life. Yeah. PP comes, PP goes. It's really hard to give up the PP. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kira Fest. And what, 2005, right? I always forget what year it was. Yeah. yeah. Joe Wright's 2005, Pride and Prejudice, starring Kira Knightley, who is amazing. And my opinion of her has definitely gotten much higher after this experience. And Matt, is his name Matthew McFadden as Darcy? Yeah, I okay. Think so, yeah. So wrapping it up, like, what do we want to talk about? I already apologized to Canada for the Sutherland gaffe. Yeah, okay, show's over. Bye! Mm, deuces! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, are we doing, are we doing scales at all? We could do scale-type situation. Scale. We could do brief chats about each thing and then do the scales at the end. What do you think? 
Yeah, let's do that. Costume, golden butthole, a walk in the shade or whatever. What is it? The Aspen turn? Aspen, what? The Aspen, Aspen factor. factor. Thank Aspen you. Factor. <laughs> Aspen factor. And then what was the other one? I can't remember. We may come up with it on our own. Yeah. So... Um, well, well, oh, the costumes was Elevenses. That's what it was. Oh, uh, Elevenses, yeah. Boom. Um, not as many. Like, I love the Elevenses in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> with all the all the pun that that could be. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, I really enjoy... I mean, we the, we had a full episode on the co- costumes, didn't we? And, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Time is weird in this pandemic world we live in. But it was... Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It felt... Real? It felt more real. It felt very real. Yeah, it felt gritty and more like real life. Yeah. So, and I think the costumes went a long way for that. So, on a scale of costumes, let's say, are we keeping it, period, or can I roam free on roam. the scale boundaries? Am I going to roam? Roam if I want to? Roam, roam around the world? All right. I mean, yeah, all roads lead to Rome, so. Ugh, God <laughs> damn it. I'm, okay. I'm so, top today. Tip-ish. Top, sir. All right, here we go. On a scale for costumes in mm-hmm. Joe Wright's pee-pee, on a scale of... It's terrible costumes are like... Oh, fucking candid camera. <laughs> the Okay. <laughs> on a scale of candid camera, which is just people, normal people wearing their own clothes, so yeah, very yeah. boring, to, let's say... Uh, well we had a little bit of technical difficulty there and i know that you probably enjoyed either one song or another of our ineptitude (laughs) but what i realized is recently amelia told me a story that involved yakety sax that i think deserves a wider audience amelia thank you i have been keeping this a secret from the slack oh i have been i've been saving it for my next appearance um, so thank you. Pure gold. Friends, I can't wait. Thank you so much. Friends, earlier this summer, uh, my fiance and I ventured to the great city of Milwaukee. It was our first like pandemic trip. We were going to go see the Giants play the Brewers uh, because I'm marrying into a Giants family. And so now that's just a thing that I do. Uh, mm. Great. Outdoor activity. Fine. Surely we'll find beers out of doors in the great city of Milwaukee. The whole damn city is made out of beer. But and we cheese. had terrible mm. and cheese. Oh, oh. So we had terrible weather. Um, we rolled in. We stayed at the lovely Ambassador Hotel. Vintage. Probably haunted. Loved it. And we go into our room. Amidst the thunderstorm. Well, what will we do? I don't know. Well, have we been upgraded? Why is there a big ass jacuzzi in this room? It was shocking. It was surprising. We weren't mad. And also we were afraid to go drink indoors. So instead, the emergency Sutter home that I put in my suitcase just in case of emergencies <laughs> came out. And we thought, well, you know what? Let's just like get in this jacuzzi, split this Sutter home. And just kind of see what happens. So, <laughs> what we brought our books. Happen? Oh my god, Aaron! <laughs> we had our we I'm had sorry, our books. Uh, you know, like it could have gotten sexy or it could have gotten literary. We'll never know. And here's why we'll never know. Well, you're not going to get in a jacuzzi and possibly get sexy in a quiet hotel room. So I pull out my phone. It needs a charge. It's across the hotel room. 
plugged in. I pick like, oh, what should I put on Spotify? One of those made for you playlists came up. Uh, which I hadn't previously vetted, but it was like, ooh, something like jazz. And it had like Blossom Deary and Chet Baker and like friends that we like on this list. And I said, okay, fine. Thank you. Speakerphone. Getting in the jacuzzi. Goodbye. Phone is now like 300 feet away because this hotel room was weirdly gigantic. <laughs> so we get a few songs in. There are some suds. There is some Sutter home. The tunes, they're just flowing and like, ooh, maybe it's going to be a, a spicy night in Milwaukee. Friends, on a playlist with Blossom Deary, Chet Baker, other jazz greats. We had some Ella Fitzgerald in there. Everyone was crooning up a storm. The trumpets, they were muted. Okay, in the best way. <laughs> The the drums were being played with the little brushes. Yeah. No, like no snares oh, yeah, were the being brushes, hit. Man. Only yeah. brushes. It was sensual. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Please keep making that sound, Janine, until further notice. What could possibly come next? I'll tell you. Yes. Yaggity sax Spotify Amelia. Spotify put Yaggity sax on my jazz sex playlist. The that AI generated. Spotify can fuck off because oh. that's terrible. Like, Just okay, kidding, love fine. you, Spotify. That love you, Spotify. Fucking but, insane. But that's also, hilarious. Like, it's a little late for me to receive an abstinence education. But that would have been a great move <laughs> if you know, I though, were a younger lady. I got to say, that Spotify playlist knew you. It did. <laughs> knew that that joke would land so well. Yeah. Okay, this bitch. She loves April in Paris and also has listened to Yakety Sax in the past year. <laughs> Let me just make her Friday night. Like, oh. I just imagine, like... What it would feel like to be like to like in the midst of a passionate yeah. embrace in the hot tub and then just hear that. Oh my God. I would lose my <laughs> I would just lose my shit. I would like I mean, that would it would be worth it. I mean, it would be a bummer that you didn't get to bone down at that moment, but you can bone down some other time. Because now you have this memory and it is gold. Could you imagine if you're in the you were like basically timed it where like and br- <laughs> Okay. The tempo's picked up a bit. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's so, ev- that's very evocative, Jenny. Like, I could feel it. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my goodness. That is a great okay. story. Oh, my God. I'm so glad we got to share that with you as a result of our technical ineptitude. Oh, wow. Yes, thank you for so, making space for me. Yeah. It, Oh God! It was that's that's a legendary story and should be shared. Mm-hmm. So on a scale of <laughs> candid camera, but like specifically like 1981 candid camera. Okay, yeah. can you oh, take your pe- back before to people oh, started yes, like realizing they might be on candid camera. Yes. Yeah. So candid camera on the low end to Sophia Coppola's Marie Antoinette on the high oh, end. <laughs> where do you where do you feel costumes uh, for Joe Wright's PP land in there? Um, for me, it lands on another Carrie Mulligan and Rosamund Pike joint, an education. 
Ooh, I've never seen that. Tell me about it. Um, it, I love this movie. It's one of those movies where I like when I first started like being an adult and also like getting DVDs of movies was a thing you could just do. So like, I think I'm a little biased because I was like, Oh, I have like disposable income and I'm 20 and I saw this like beautiful movie <laughs> that probably doesn't really hold up. But basically Carrie Mulligan is a British teenager and one of the SARS guards, I cannot tell any SARS guards apart. Me neither. I do not understand. To me, the They're SARS the guards are a monolith. Yeah. Yeah. Pick a SARS guard. He's in it. Um, an older man basically like tries to like s- s- like seduces her, and it's like actually really problematic and terrible. It's based on a true mm-hmm. story. I just read the book Ew. a few weeks ago. Slack me about it later if you want to talk about it. Um, but it is it's like peak '60s fashion. Uh, Ooh, Rosamund Pike yeah. is the SARS guard's friend's girlfriend who like takes Carrie Mulligan under her wing and is like, "Here's winged eyeliner. Here's a bouffant. Here is a fabulous capelet." Uh, but yeah, I feel like it's the, yeah, it's that pinnacle. And God knows I am, um, no Emma Fraser. I would never dream, (laughs) but I too, uh, just, it's that pinnacle of like period and lived in that is just so fucking delicious. So I, so that's, that's me. Fuck. And it's called education and and education. education. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like that about it being lived in because that's what we were saying is that the mm-hmm. costumes are just so like real yeah. in this yeah. movie. Yeah. I don't have a good reference. I was just going to make a joke between the scales to say it's like candid Marie Antoinette. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Smile. held on for that You've one. You've got cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Amelia, tip of the hat. That was good. Uh, <laughs> Okay, yeah. so for me, between Candid Camera and Marie Antoinette, I've got to go with something. Oh, it's going to be something like, I got it, I got it. It's going to be something like The Big Chill or Ordinary oh. People. <laughs> like one of those late 80s, early 90s, like Sex, Lies, and Videotape, where it's just like slice of life of like real people just living. Oh, That's what God. I'm going to say. One of those. I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with The Big Chill on this The one. Big Chill is such... A, like that, think about the the college sweatshirt like when kevin klein comes jogging up the driveway that's like because he goes out for jogs in the morning and he's so healthy right oh it's gosh like, out on. in that that misty southern area with mm-hmm. like uh william hurt saying i'm mm-hmm. going through a rough time man well, yeah and maybe sleeping with a teenager or whatever here's Come this on. insider Speaking trading teenagers sleeping, yeah. such such a white person movie God, very what a, white person what a movie. i've never seen I, it I, oh good. my god i owned the soundtrack so like i've i've seen it in my ears, but <laughs> I would you know say, what you kind of have. You know what? Seeing I, I, what's fast. I think having the soundtrack to Big Chill and not seeing the movie is a little bit like listening to the soundtrack of the Mighty Ducks, but not seeing the movie because that soundtrack of Mighty, for the Mighty Ducks is just Queen. It's basically just oh. a Queen soundtrack. So for the Big Chill, it's basically just a Motown best hits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's everybody very, scores in both of those on, movies, right? So, like, yes, yes, yeah. everybody well, scores except for both. Jeff Goldblum because he, yeah, Jeff Goldblum does not score. No, because he is not a cool dude. Not a no, cool dude. Not he does a, not score. Not a cool dude. Wait, no I can't remember which of these movies Jeff Goldblum is in. Is he in the Big now Chill? It's both. Now he's in both. You know what? He's in both now because we don't want to spoil <laughs> the Big Chill for you anymore. Uh, flying, <gasps> flying V. Get a guys. Get a a flying V. A flying V. <laughs> flying. Hey, oh, Jeff that, Goldblum. Is that invited to my flying V at any time. <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire today, Bazell. Damn. 
It turns out working blue is the only wheelhouse I have anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's Elevens is wrapped up. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then what's what we'd want to do for the next one? Aspen mm. Factor is the shady bit, right? Yeah. Let's do Aspen Factor. Let's do Aspen. Yeah, I like a deal. Okay, so shadiness. Now for the Aspen Factor, we've already talked about what we thought were the shady lines in the episode. So should it just be a scale for this one yeah, too? Yeah, this is too scale. Okay, I think scale, I think this scale. this wrap up is just truly us leaning into the scales, living. Okay, living our you know best what? Life. I've already got it. I've already yeah. got it. So in the tradition of the candid camera choice for the 11s of scale, I'm going to say for the Aspen Factor scales, we're going to go anywhere from Bob Ross, mm. like on PBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not the documentary. No. like Just actual Bob Ross, yeah. painting happy little trees. Yeah. Because there is zero shade there, even though he is working with Aspen. And it, right? when he puts the shade in, it's with love. It is. That's loving shade. That's that's shade that keeps you from getting sunburned, as opposed to shade that gives I don't you frostbite. To tell you you're ugly because you know you're ugly. Yeah. Right. And then so from Bob Ross at the low end because he's incapable of shade, mm. all the way to oh my god, I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but if any of you people have never seen the web series Posh Nosh, <gasps> yes, Amelia. Poshnosh is going to be up top. So let me just give a brief explanation of it so that you understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard E. Grant, who is amazing, and this other British comedian, I don't know her name. Oh, God. They, ha- they had a show, and I think it was on television in Britain, but here you can only get it on YouTube, and it's called Poshnosh. And it's kind of like improv comedy, like cooking show or like lifestyle show. And they're married, and he is a like wealthy person like he comes from a landed family and is like super posh right and she married in and the way he talks to her sometimes is he just says something right over the top of her head that is just like the worst insult of all time and she never gets it (laughs) it's so funny so that's like the highest shade i think the first time i ever texted you julie like one-on-one was after he told me to watch poshnosh and i was just Mm -hmm beside myself and could not contain all of my feelings and just texted you all caps poshnosh so yeah that's what i screamed at him in the street after we saw him in my fair lady he was crossing the street outside the lyric opera and scotty and i were walking away and i went there he is and i turned around and i went poshnosh poshnosh and he stopped he stopped and he tipped his hat to me and kind of bowed and then kept walking it was amazing. Also, his wife died last week, so let's all... Oh, my no. God. All yeah. right, Richard E. Grant, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. Everyone, pour one out cheers. in your soul. Yeah, cheers. Richard E. Grant, you're the best. Poshnosh. Poshnosh. Uh, can you ever forgive me? If none of you have seen that, you should watch it. Oh, I, you know, I love... I wonder if that... How common that yelling... Is, that, that, that particular call-out no is. <laughs> no one is yelling Poshnosh at Richard E. Grant. Yeah, yeah, that's a like, singular no Starbird moment. Because like, because yeah. like Brad Pitt gets what's in the box. I'm sure, like people yell oh, that yeah. at him every now and yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, he gets what's in the box. Yeah, and uh, Bruce Willis gets I see dead people. I see dead people. Yeah, right. <laughs> or Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I would do Yippie Kaye. Yeah, I probably would. Uh, yeah, but Poshnosh. That's good. That's a deep cut. Poshnosh. Okay, so between Bob Ross and Poshnosh, I didn't mean for them to rhyme. <laughs> Bars. That, that was good. Where is your Aspen factor? So thinking of the entirety of Joe Wright's 
PP, shade. Mm. Hmm. Well, the thing with this PP is that Catherine Bingley and Wickham are both kind of neutralized. Yeah, like and that's... Ca- that's Catherine a... Bingley is a lot of the shade. I mean, we still have Lady Catherine de Berg, so maybe that's where we want to go with it. Yeah, but that's that's more like uh, shade in the trench because of the dench. What? <laughs> Amazing. You know what? That's it. This this category is closed. <laughs> well, it's, unless it's you have something that's better than it's dench not. in a trench, then it's not. I can't do anything. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't even want to do any more scales. We are so, like fucking, it's like T-ball over here. It. Jesus. It. <laughs> it's because we were so mortified about not being able to get it together at the beginning. And I can't wait to edit this episode because I'm just going to make it fucking hilarious. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't it's already wait. hilarious. I'm going to, I'm going to bump it up a little. Yeah. You're going to freaking right. bite me like I'm on The Bachelor. <laughs> and you're going to make me some <laughs> wild no. things. Yes. Hold on. Like that. <laughs> um, okay. So Aspen Factor, shut down. That yeah. category is closed. Uh, so then what was the the other? We've done costumes. We did Aspen Factor. Butthole. Golden butthole. Golden butthole. I mean, can do we even need a scale? Because we know who the gun, golden butthole is. Are we just giving a golden butthole? We're, We're like, butthole. like the balance of golden butthole in Joe Wright's PP. Did okay. it feel as buttholey? As other PPs, right? It, We're judging the whole piece. You know, I don't feel like it was buttholier than thou. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> it. <laughs> you just slid that one right in there. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Jasper is not impressed. Yeah. He's like, just like, it's like, guys, I live with this. I live <laughs> yeah, with this every sure. day. Yes, all day. Mortified <laughs> by his dad. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I feel like... Um, I think it's the same thing. Caroline same Bingley thing. and Wickham are like fucking neutralized. So it's not... I mean, Lydia's still a butthole. And maybe Lydia is kind of more of a gross butthole in this one. Maybe yeah. she's a little bit grainier or like like m- terrible. Like we talked about fucking kicking her into a ditch, right? Because you just hate her. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure you talked about this, and I'm sure I've listened to you talk about this, but I didn't take notes, and therefore, here I am. But yeah, I think, like, the the miniseries Lydia just doesn't seem self-aware at all, and so, like, that's why she's so maddening, but then, like, Jenna Malone fucking knows what she's doing. She knows to. what she's doing. Yeah. And that makes her more detestable and it's just, like, so, ugh. Uh... And then also, the edge is taken off Mrs. Bennett in this one, too. <laughs> Yeah. She hang kitty. Yeah, there's no hang kitty. She uh, is, they make her more of a real person than a caricature that she can't be seen as. And also, they give her a couple of moments with Mr. Bennett that she never gets in any of the other adaptations where you yeah. can see that they are, they love each other. Even if they don't really like each other, there's a, there is a, a mutual kind of love there. Yeah. Maybe not admiration, maybe not respect, but they, yeah. they love each other. Yeah. And you don't to get to see that. Pussy at Longbourn, but or rather, what would be like the old time? It'd be like more like harpsichord, like. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's it's less buttholy and less shady. Yeah, that's interesting uh, that for us to realize. 
But Lydia, if someone's going to get the golden butthole, it'd be Jenna Malone. The, oh, yeah. It'd be, in this one, it's definitely Lydia is the winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lydia's the winner in that one. But if, the, if mention, we were putting the... Oh, no, go okay. ahead. Oh, you. honorable mention, butthole-wise, there is uh, t- uh, Tom Collins. Uh, his last name is Tom... Uh, what's Mr. Collins in this one? His Our Mr. Collins in this edition of Pride and Prejudice. Keep talking. There is a word of his that every time I see this object in real life, his voice is clear as a bell. And that word, which I will not say as well as he does it all, is potatoes. <laughs> when he asks what did you about say it again? the fine boiled potatoes. potatoes, potatoes. The way he says potatoes <laughs> when asking which of his cousins have prepared the fine boiled ones. Literally, every time I see a potato, this is not a this is not a drill. You, like it's Tom as, Hollander. Tom Hollander. Hollander. That's right, because we I kept confusing him with Tom Holland, and that's mm-hmm. not Tom Holland. Those are two different people. <laughs> Those are two different people. Really. Um, <laughs> Tom Holland nice. is Spider Man. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't fuck with superhero movies. So I he's don't. a little kid. He's very much younger. You don't. He's, like, he's probably in his early twenties, mid. Yeah, he's uh, he is a child who's very, very funny um, and great physical actor too. So you know what? He would make a really good. Maybe in about ten years, he would make he an make excellent really Mister Collins. Collins. They're gonna revisit this movie at some point. He would be very, very good in that part. He's, oh, he's. I bet. Ooh, I want to make a long term bet. I think that, yes. I think he'll play Collins at some point in his career. Nice. Yeah. Oh man. I think we all agree on this though, unfortunately. But yeah, because he he's will. not he's not a he's not a Darcy. He could be a Bingley. Maybe. He could be he could be a Bingley, but, but I think But I think he's got too much he's got too much um he's got too much jizz to be Bingley. Does he have enough think. jizz to be Wickham? No, I just don't see him doing no. I okay. I that's not his role. No. I, Collins is it. Collins would be it. And it at the end of his career, when he's a much, much older man, so decades from now, he could play a Mr. Bennett, I think. Yeah. I think, I think he'd be a pretty I think good pull Mr. Up, pull that off. I think he'd pull that off. Uh, All right. Um, so, it, like, as a general property, is this PP more buttholy or less buttholy than other PPs? I say less. So, less. on my scale, less. yeah. On my scale from Bob Ross to Poshnosh. Oh, the, uh, that'd be Aspen Factor, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. We didn't do... We need we a scale really, for buttholes. We didn't really get to the scale for buttholes. God damn it. Most, All right, well, let's continue. I'm going to keep going here. Okay. I'm going to go for the lowest butthole, press your luck, the guy who videotaped 300 hours of press your luck in the 80s and figured out how to game the little system. <laughs> Maybe he's the high butthole in this one. I don't and then yeah. got on the show and like won all the money and they had to stop the game show because he figured out how to judge the whammy, the timing of the whammies. Yeah, that's going to go with a high butthole. That's a big high butthole. Yeah, okay, he, t- and he then took a away lower... joy from other people. That's a He did, yeah. because I love the whammy dance. <laughs> okay, and uh, so low butthole. I don't want to stay with, bo- let's just go with Mr. Rogers and that PBS theme. <laughs> Mr. Rogers, man, never a butthole. Have you read the his books? anti-butthole. His I, books want, are... I, I need to see that documentary, but I know it's going to make me ugly cry. So I have, oh, I, have a, I have a couple of his books yeah. I'll lend you that I love. They are, okay. they've helped me figure out how to talk and deal, and deal, deal sounds like a really negative word. Talk and think about my nieces and nephew and like, how can I oh, be yeah. this distant figure for them? Oh, I really love. That's nice. I love, love his books. They're so good. 
Um, and now what, on to buttholes. And now on the buttholes. <laughs> How do I do this? I Mr. Rogers, my, you... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. I think my scale is when someone who, especially someone who perhaps grew up in the South, it's particularly devastating. My butthole scale here is when someone says, bless your heart, and you realize it means fuck you. Yeah. Mm. That's 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 kind of higher on the butthole scale, but not press your luck, guy. Somewhere yes, in the middle. But it's a, on the higher end. It's a little bit like a crop duster, right? Where like yeah. someone mm-hmm. farted, but you didn't really know, but then you did, and you went like, man, that was not And they not said that cool. to me, and it always, it either hits you right in the moment that grandma says it to you, or it hits you three hours later. And you're yeah. like, what the, you're right, crop dusting isn't a very apt metaphor. Yeah. All right, for me, buttholes, I don't think that this movie was very buttholy, but it was definitely more buttholy than Mr. Rogers, so I got to come up with something. I'm going to give it Shit's Creek butthole. Shit's Creek butthole's a good one. Because there are buttholes, and they are very clearly on display, but overall they're kind of neutralized and just kind of ignored. Or like, not ignored, they're not, it's not as important to the story as the buttholes it's... have been in other adaptations. Mm-hmm. Uh then I'm going to, my, uh, off of this note that you, uh, that's, I think is very good. That's a good rating. I'm actually going to choose a book called <gasps> Everybody <What>? Poops. Yes! <laughs> everybody Poops is not a butthole, hilariously, because Everybody <laughs> Poops is helping a lot of little kids who have problems with the toilet. And, and I think it's just a really good acknowledgement that we all have buttholes. Everybody's got one. <laughs> we're, we're all, we're all a little bit of like a butthole sometimes. We Everybody's all got one. Yeah. And we sh- should just confront that. Confront yeah. how butthole-ish we are. Okay, so that's the butthole scale. That was good. And then did we give a name to the uh, best actor or the acting or whatever for the Jane Austen stuff? I don't know. Hand flex? Oh, hand flex. Oh, we do hand flex. Hand yeah. flex. Well, so, how do we do that? This is the hand flex. This is the hand flex, so it's the ultimate. We don't even have to have a scale. This is number one. There, yeah. It is the scale. This is the scale of hand flex. Yeah. We're in an Ouroboros. We're eating our own tail. And... It's done. It's yeah, the one. Done. It's the only. It is. Like, mm-hmm. you can't rate against any other hand flex when you are the hand flex. The hand flex. God, so, I, I didn't take notch. A gum, didn't take a gummy today, but feels like I did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Time is a flat circle. Was, All right. <laughs> so, hand flex, wasn't there something about acting? Didn't we come up with? I don't think we did. Okay. We, well, we had a golden we pample could. moose, gold, the golden and platinum pa- pample moose ones that we had from. But were we keeping the pample? Were we keeping the pample moose, or did we come up with an Austin specific remember. one? See, I, I never remember this shit because I, I just hang out with y'all and talk, and that's fun, and then I forget everything. Yeah, same. Ooh, let's call it. I don't. Okay, not to flip the script at the end of the series, as it were. Not that sick burn chain is going anywhere. Everything is fine. Um, just the volume. Just the volume. Don't freak out, people. Chill. Don't freak out. Don't <laughs> yeah. freak out. But I'm thinking about like, wasn't it? This around the time when a pineapple was a really huge deal. Yes. And like there was pineapple, like the pineapple decor. And if you had an actual pineapple, even bigger deal. And that's why there's a lot of like carved pineapples on like woodwork and shit. That, that is very so true. We, yes. If we're doing huh. a Regency golden pamplemousse, what if we do like a golden pineapple? Perfect. Okay. I love I, it. Yeah, sure. I'm into um, it. What, should we call it the ivory pineapple given the times? Oh God, those poor. Elephants. I like golden. Okay, I I, I prefer golden. Okay. Are you just being a dick about the ivory tower thing? He is. It was a half dickish thing, but also yeah. like they killed one. But of it's elephants. an aural medium. They can't see that zoom joke you just made. I know, but they also <laughs> killed a lot of elephants at the time for ivory shit. They did. Yeah. 
No, golden. We'll stick with golden. golden. I know. Yeah, yeah because not... gold mining has never been problematic. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. That's true, too. Listen, hey, we're just fucking we're just strip mining Africa left and right in the Regency. Killing and it. Continually. So look at us. Yay. Yay. God, the world's great. I'm smiling through my tears. All right. So golden pineapple, uh, golden Joe Wright's PP. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. It's Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley was an honorable mention to uh, the, the actress who played Charlotte. Oh yeah, because oh. that seems what is that Christy, woman's name? Because Christy Blakely, yeah, Christy because Blake, Blakey Blakely, one of those. I'm gonna look it up to make sure we put some respect on that name because mm. that well, Charlotte scene was definitely it was so the good. best. God, so so good. I've seen TikToks using that audio, and it's just like Claudie Blakely, Claudie Blakely, Claudie Blake Blakely. 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 Claudie um, thank Blakely. you, Claudie Blakely, for the best Charlotte Lucas that I think we'll ever see. It was really good. So, so she, good. That is an honorable mention. She, we, I don't think we can give her the pineapple. No. But she's Kira, right close. Kira gets the pineapple, especially considering, I mean, you reminded me a few that this a few times during this process, that she was so young. She was very young. Very young at that moment. And she just mm-hmm. fucking knocked it out of the park. She killed she's it. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I think that's it. There that's weren't any it. other scales. Wasn't there something about turn about the room? But I don't even know what that was. I don't know what turn about the room was. Mm-mm. And oh. I didn't bring my fan today to make fan noises. So, oh well, hold on a second. You got a little yeah, something mine's far away. Mm-hmm. I have the massive one. Oh, the Katya one. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, yes. sorry. I don't. I don't want to yeah. fucking like destroy my mic. Yeah. Yes. So loud. That's an excellent thwarp. <laughs> so that's the thwarp on the end of. Joe writes PP. Does anybody have any final thoughts? I mean, you know, this movie held up in my brain. Like it was the movie that I'm fairly certain this is the movie where I where I developed my massive crush on Kira Knightley. Though Love Actually might have been it as far as a garbage movie goes. Um, it's a good. It's just so well shot. Every aspect of this movie is so beautiful and well timed. And like, even though it feels like a mad dash for a Pride and Prejudice. Because mm-hmm. it happens, there's so much that happens in a, in a couple hours. It's very, it's just, it's so good. They did such mm-hmm. a good job. Cool, Amelia. That's, yeah, I feel like you know, in listening to Sickburn Jane as it has grown. By the way, <laughs> according to the timeline on Libsyn, so not when you were actually recorded, but you know what's happening in eleven days. Mm. But it's the anniversary of Sickburn Jane. You did no, no way. shit. You dropped your first episode Pride of and Prejudice. This. Yeah. Wow, we've been doing this for a year? On October 7th, 2020. Holy shit. Yeah. Good Okay, so something God. that I have been coming around to, is, especially now that we've talked about the 2005, I say we as if I've been, I've been here. I've, You've been it's here. A, it's a, it's You've a been here. So, been here. It's a parasocial relationship sometimes, and that's fine. <laughs> um, but I think kind of in the same way that like, People shitting on Jane Austen as if, like, she wasn't good at her job and, like, what didn't have, like, actual poignant things to say. I feel like even within this framework of Jane Austen is the shit, talking shit about the 2005 Pride and Prejudice is still kind of with, like, it's still, like, in the water. Um, yeah. Even if you love Jane Austen. And I so, was like, guilty. I, I was. Yeah. I did. So, like, I feel like I've been reckoning with, like, you know, internalized misogyny of just, like, oh, shit. No, like, even the 2005 version is a delight. And, like, why 
did I go into it again with the mindset of like, oh, well, here's this sh- crappy movie that I used to like when I was in high school. Um, mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> also I've used the word shit in so many different inflections that good it's God. Been a, it's been different, a different word each time. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really, I, I'm in a sense grateful to have this opportunity to revisit 2005 mm. just because it is just so lovely and i want to paint my house in the colors of langburn like a <laughs> longburn longburn sorry yeah yep. like immediately well so. um, my my final thought is very similar except i'd never seen it before because i was so invested in the 1995 a and e bbc pp was very resistant to this one, as people who listen to Sick Burn Jane will remember. And uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. It's very good. The first half is a little mm, whatever, but that second half is off to the races and amazing. The pace, also Aaron's right, like the cinematography, the camera shots, the lighting, the costumes, just the way the movie feels is really beautiful. I, I have to admit, I was completely wrong. This movie is very good. And so I wholeheartedly recommend it to anyone who has never seen it. But if you've never seen it, why the fuck are you listening to this podcast? Maybe like, you we're funny, consider... but we're not that funny. Go like, watch some life really, choices. You really needed us to talk about this for three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we've got to say today. Thanks, Amelia, for stepping in. Thanks. It was so fun. Um, that's the end of the PP coverage for now. We'll probably have one final wrap up. That's my guess. Yeah, of the whole then, thing. And then we're moving on to Emma. And then we're moving on to Emma. Sick Burn Jane Emma, which will be really good for the sick burns. Um, oh, good God. Yeah. So uh, that's it for now. We're going to cut out and do all the thank you stuff in a separate file so it doesn't bore Amelia. So thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Hi, friends. Allison here. Uh, I want to thank Amelia and Aaron and Julie for... Who's Aaron? I want to thank Amelia and Janine and Julie for holding down the fort this week. Um, I have no idea what they said, so you know more about this episode than I do. And let's just hope they didn't talk trash about me for two hours straight, or this is going to be really embarrassing. Uh, You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. Podlandercast. Podlandercast? What? You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at podlandercast. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podlanderdrinkcast, where you can support the show, join the Slack, bonus episodes, early access, all kinds of fun things. Uh, We want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for us to do this show, which is not cheap, but we especially want to thank the following wonderful people. Here we go. Jess Bree, Catspaw156, Maddie Perkins, Snazzynach, Lisa Brienne, Julia Gulia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Madison Johnson, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Ashley Tegason, Kristen, Freckle, Fury, Laura, Colm, Amelia Bazell, Liz, and Tinkerbell, <gasps> Stella Welch, Tori Halligan, Claire Feeney, Rochelle LaFever, Heather Robbins, Jerry Hurdle, Emily Carlson, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Steph Peterson, Kelly Mazella, Chantel Salters, Mary the Falling Statue, Tara Lucchino, Viv Pickles, aka Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Polkowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Kara Marlowe, Tris McCrary, Julie Det- Wait, Jen Lynn, Kelly Bodden, and Amanda Newton. And of course, Kiki the Wise. Thank you so much for your support, and thank you to all of you for listening. We will be back next week with something? Emma? Fanfic? I don't remember. Who knows? You know more than I do. Bye!